Hi, and welcome to episode one of the Facts and Firearms podcast and blog. My name is Dustin, and I'm the content marketing specialist here at Faxon. And this is my buddy, John. John, you want to tell the, tell the good folks of the interwebs what it is you do here? <laughs> my name is John, and I am the inside sales rep, sales support rep. I do uh, all the ETAs and deal with the dealers. Yeah. Get all the cool stuff done. So we're getting our studio and things set up. Hopefully in the coming weeks, you're going to see this kind of go up in the scale, but we're excited that you joined us for week one. And if you're watching this video, chances are you saw the blog post that went live on Friday, February 14th. So happy Valentine's Day to you. But I did just want to take our first blog post to talk about kind of the kind of the qualms that go along with gun ownership and some of the perception that goes along with gun ownership. So, you know, in the blog I write, you know, if you're at the DMV and you see two people, you know, and one's like wearing a Ralph Lauren quarter zip and leather moccasins and has an AirPod in, and then the next guy has, you know, a camo hat, a wallet chain, and, you know, a MAGA sweatshirt on, you know, who are you going to assume is the gun owner, right? And I think uh, a lot of us would say it's number two. Oh, yeah. But it's not always the case. And, uh, you know, I personally have gotten, you know, oh, I, I didn't even know you owned a gun or were into guns or, or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think it, it spans more than just what the stereotype uh, kind of leads into. Yeah, Um you know, the stereotype that I think of, you always think of the guy wearing camo, the guy who, like you said, um, I think that it's a lot of the, the gun owners keep it quiet because they don't want that stigma against them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's funny, just shot, we were at Chacho and just walking through the airport, you know, people don't notice anything. You may have a fax and shirt on or like I had a patch on my back and somebody stopped me. And it's kind of like, oh, you're a gun owner, you work for Faxon, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of something different, you know, uh, gun owners come in all shapes, sizes, genders. You know, yeah. It's kind of different, especially working behind the gun counter. You meet a lot of people that you were like. Yeah. Well, hmm. and, and John, where are you from originally again? So I worked at a gun range in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, so I've worked in behind the gun counter for eight years before I joined Faxon. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a wide variety of people and the the main thing i see is the the average gun owner so is somebody who's looking for something to protect themselves with the average first time somebody that you would never think of mm-hmm. just has something sitting in the nightstand yeah um, but where, where did you grow up uh cleveland okay so you've kind of done the spans you've done yeah. cleveland columbus now you're in cincinnati yes i'm a columbus native also now in cincinnati and and you know the stats do skew the traditional way. You know, it does skew typically conservative, uh, male, rural. Um, but that's definitely not everybody, no. you know, who's a gun owner. Um, you know, and one of the items that I brought up in the blog, uh, which you can find at factsandfirearms.com slash blog if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. But the Pew Research Center actually broke down the demographics of, of gun ownership in 2017. And you start to peel back some of the layers of the preconceived notions. And, and one of the things I've noticed was like gun ownership's kind of high in the mm-hmm. suburbs. Um, 42% of U.S. households have at least one gun. And I think the most eye-opening stat 
is that 52% of non-gun owners would see themselves owning a gun in the future. And that includes 45% of female non-gun owners. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because I was a college student at one point. My senior thesis was about concealed carry on campus. And a lot of my professors, when I brought up that I wanted to do more gun-related papers, at first it was kind of like, oh, you're a gun owner? You yeah. get that stigma. And then I pull up that exact article, that Pew Research article on, on a lot of my paper, and they're like, oh, to the point where I had a professor who was came up to me and was like, yeah, I'm a gun owner. You know, this is cool. Um, and another one say, hey, you've kind of swapped my thinking of everything yeah. uh, just by showing this. And we see the same thing with um, – with new gun owners, they kind of, like you say, a lot of people say that they're going to go own a gun in the future. It's because they see themselves, you know, wanting to get something for personal protection, something for the home, something for carry. Yeah. Um, even being an instructor, a lot of my class, I would say 75 to 50 to 75 percent of my class, depending on the class size, were first time gun owners or just people looking to train. Yeah. Well, and, and, and to bring that up, you're, you're a instructor for concealed carry courses. Is that correct? So for people to get their certifications and, and things like that? Yeah, I am an uh, NRA certified instructor for uh, basic pistol as well as a uh, master instructor for the, through the CMP. I, uh, I taught kids for eight years um, to how to shoot riflery. So it's kind of like that, that young knowledge as well, kind of pass it on to first time gun owners. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think too, you know, you hit on a big thing of, you know, for a lot of people, it's personal protection. And, um, and I say this a lot that the best day for me as a gun owner is when I don't have to pull it and self preservation. And I've never had to, uh, and I count that a blessing. And I, and I, and obviously I can't speak for everybody. You know, I'm not really a confrontational person, but I know in my uh, class, when I got my permit uh, originally, you know, one of the first things they tell you is you're, you're bringing upon yourself a major responsibility and a major liability. You know, having a permit doesn't make you a law enforcement officer. You know, uh, it, it doesn't mean that you're somehow this uh, uh, sheriff of justice. You know, this, the moment you decide, you know, that you're in danger uh, or your loved one is in danger and, and to the point that you have to pull, you know, your, your sidearm, that's, you know, you're, you're putting yourself in a very, um, you know, in a very delicate situation. You're putting yourself in a dangerous situation, not only just, you know, physically, but also what your future might be. I mean, you're not going to not go to court. You know and, what I mean? Yes. And I, being an instructor myself, I brought that up a lot in class is it's better to be a good witness than to be do something that is not right. Um, you being from Columbus as well, we had an incident up there not too long ago with a, a man attacking people with machete at a restaurant. Yeah, that's um, right. And you don't know the whole situation at first. It could be a domestic dispute, you know, not to go into everything, but it could be being a good witness is always good and knowing, you know, your way around things, how to get out of a situation, how to talk. Um, there is a, a great gentleman named, Maj, who talks about how to talk your way through a situation instead of using violence mm -hmm. and kind of go from there. It's, it's really good. If you get a chance to watch his stuff or listen to his stuff, he's very good about explaining that, how to de-escalate situations. Yeah. And especially, you know, for those of you, you know, who maybe aren't gun owners or you're interested or uh, maybe you're, you know, 
kind of worried about the stigma if you decide, you know, hey, I, I want to pick up my first gun. I'm, I'm interested, but I'm nervous, you know, uh, and I'm nervous to take the class. I mean, the class isn't about making you some sort of visual ante. You know, this is, it's a defense thing. You know, it's, it's strictly a defense thing. Now, on the flip side, you know, like you had mentioned, uh, like youth shooting, mm -hmm. uh, youth shooting sports. And we actually, you know, sponsor, you know, a youth team and, and some other individual shooters and things. There are people who get into it for different reasons. You know, some, their first inclination in firearms is self-defense or, or home defense. But some folks, it's just they like the outdoors. They like target shooting, just like anybody yeah. who would like to do like archery. You know, it's it's uh, there's a recreational piece to it as well. And a, a big com uh, proponent of component of that is uh, training. And a lot of things we have seen the number of accidental gun deaths drop dr drastically in this country just because we also see the number of concealed carry permits go up and then the number of classes being offered. And the correlation is that more people are taking the time to get trained. Um, same thing with the youth shooting sports, teaching those kids gun safety at a, at a young age. Um, the main, th the one thing I do like saying, especially with youth, is that when I was a kid, I always went looking for something, Christmas present, Easter present, birthday present, right? Where kids are inquisitive. If you teach them gun safety and that it's not a toy, you teach them at a young age and bring it out, it's kind of, you know, getting rid of that stigma that guns are dangerous, that they're not, mm -hmm. you know, same thing. You should teach them to respect them. Right. But it's the same thing, bring away kind of that stigma, same thing with the gun owners, you know, bring yeah. away that stigma of that gun owners are, you know, MAGA hat wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Old white dudes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> old white dudes from the South. Well, and, you know, I, I think when, uh, you know, when and I was a kid and, and being taught about gun safety, you know, we had, um, uh, police officers in our family, we have, you know, uh, uh, armed forces, veterans, um, hunters. And when, when I was coming up, I, I think a good parallel was also learning how to drive, mm -hmm. you know, cause cars are deadly. Cars are dangerous. Cars are, I mean, they can be fun. You know, obviously you got guys who do racing and who do customization and you do, uh, you know, all types of, I mean, at least they were big when we were in high school, you know, <laughs> like the base competitions, oh, yeah. you know, for car stereos or whatever. But you look at it and you go, okay, this is a mode that there is a recreational piece to it. There's also an engineering piece to it, um, which is something I love about being here. You know, we're just down the hall from the floor um, and, oh, yeah. and we could see like the barrels go from raw steel to, you know, a finished product, um, which is amazing. And, but it's the same idea. When you're learning to drive, you know, you have to remember okay, this is dangerous. I could really hurt someone. I could hurt myself. Um, but there is this tool, uh, and at least on the car side, you know, a, a necessity to be mobile and, and do all these kinds of things. And part of me hopes that, you know, I have a young daughter who's four years old, and I hope that as she gets older and, you know, if she sees, you know, us going to the range or anything like that, it's, it's more in that vein of how, like, I learned about a car. You know, this is a, it can be fun. There can be a sport to it. But as far as the defense side and the danger side of it, you know, if you're not uh, well-trained, if you're not comfortable, if you're not respecting, you know, the tool, you know, it can be dangerous. So how do you balance that enjoyment and excitement with, okay, here's here's what kind of the collateral damage would be? But we don't ban cars 
right. you know, just because yeah. they're dangerous and, and we don't, uh, um, we put some rules in place, just like there's rules in place with gun ownership mm-hmm. and, and who could carry them and, and how that is. But taking a, you know, a permit classes, you know, again, it's not about here's how you take someone out. You know, this is how you protect yourself. Here's, um, laws or regulations and things that you should be aware of. And, and the, one of the things they say constantly is if you're going somewhere and you think you may need it, maybe don't go there. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe you should reevaluate if you're, if you're putting yourself in a dangerous position. But when, when you were working at the gun range, uh, we won't say anybody by name, mm-hmm. but I know that, you know, you had uh, celebrities and stuff come in sometimes, especially local celebrities in the mm-hmm. Columbus area. People that would surprise you, right? Oh yeah, you'd be surprised about the the number of big name celebrities that are, are gun guys that don't want that stigma, um, don't want to post. They'll, they'll let you take pictures with them. Um, some of them are really cool about it. Um, others are say, hey, yeah, we can take a picture and I can sign autographs, but don't let anybody know I was here. Kind of thing. Yeah. They don't want that stigma, and I, it's it's. It's weird that there's that negative connotation with yeah. being a gun owner, but at the same time, you know, there's that positive, you know, you're out in the community, you're teaching. Uh, one of the, the big name celebrities brought his kids in and he taught them all and it was really good. Um, met a lot of people, talked to people, just was a guy, just yeah. somebody different. It was nobody treated him different because he was a celebrity. Nobody talked to him differently. Um, I will say I got a little excited meeting, <laughs> yeah. meeting him because um, he is a, a big name person. Uh, but it, it's, you know, you kind of got to you rear yourself in. They're still a customer. They're still a person. And it's just cool to know, like, hey, these guys are normal guys, you know, right. as well. Um, the other thing, you know, you, you brought up cars. The gun world is the same way. There's so many different um uh, subclasses like you tuners and things like that yeah and we can do we'll talk go back into that some other time but there's so many different subclasses and that's why the average gun owner will surprise you because there's so many different like uh you got clay shooters you got long-range shooters and those people may not fit the typical mold because of that because they're into that certain yeah. lane of shooting well and you know there's also the the kind of the historical collector side, yeah. you know, which I, I find super fascinating, you know, uh, where, yeah, they're a, they're a gun owner, but they're a gun owner mostly because they like history, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their primary, you know, primary operative in owning a gun. And like you're saying, like the tuner crowd or the custom build people mm-hmm. or the people who like to make, you know, lightweight ARs or whatever, which, you know, starting to work here has been completely eye-opening <laughs> for me how big that, that market is. Um, but yeah, there's so many different, like you were saying, subclasses in it that it isn't just, you know, people hunkered down wearing armadillo hats in their basement with, you know, rations, you know, uh, tinfoil, you got to remember to put the tinfoil over Over the the armadillo. armadillo. (laughs) Um, One thing before we start to wrap up, according to the Gallup poll, uh, this is something that given the year that we're in and primaries mm -hmm. uh, upon us. You know, only 55% of Americans consider themselves Republican or Democrat. And so that leaves the remaining 45% as independent or non-affiliated, um, you know, to or pledging patronage, you mm-hmm. know, to a, to a certain party. And uh, now I think any, uh, any party, <laughs> Republican, Democrat, independent, green, 
I don't know how ever many there are libertarian <laughs> would love a forty five percent boost, you know, in their numbers. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about okay, well, if if forty five percent of Americans own guns, and you know, only fifty five percent total, you know, claim any sort of you know party affiliation, then obviously there's a lot of people who aren't you know conservative Republicans living in the woods that are gun owners or at least open you know to gun ownership. It's funny you bring that up. One of my good friends that I met while working behind the, the gun counter was a conservative Democrat. And just talking to him, you'd be surprised at, you know, how much of a gun owner is, how much he is. And I got to talking to him like, well, why do you do the, why are you the way you are? Mm-hmm. And he says, it's just the way I was raised. Yeah. And, and it's, he saw that, you know, the attack on the second menu, but he identified more towards being part of the democratic party, but being that conservative side. Yeah. Um, and it surprised you that most times you, like we said, it's an old white guy who's a Republican conservative gun owners come in many shapes and sizes and religion and creed. And a lot of them will surprise you. A lot of, especially democratic gun owners will surprise mm-hmm. you. Um, and same with that end of the independence. There's a lot of, Gun owners that are going towards that libertarian, the yeah, that part, the other parties that we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because you agree with some things or most things of mm-hmm. a platform doesn't mean you have to agree with all of mm-hmm. them. And and again, gun ownership looks different for different people. If you're a historical collector, if you're just a hunter, you know, I know pl- plenty of people who hunt that don't have a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. It's just because they they don't want the liability or. You know, maybe they just don't feel they need it. You know, nobody's pushing you in the gun community to, or, or at least they shouldn't be, pushing you to be, you know, one certain type of gun owner or not. And, you know, I, I have a background in music and, and I worked in a music store and I remember, you know, all the people who would come in and say, oh, well, you know, my uncle's a great guitarist and he told me starting off, like, I need this like $3,000, you know, whatever with this strings and, you know, it's got to be this body type. And it's like, listen, you're going to develop your own tastes and preferences. You know, you're going to have the standard things, right? Does it, does it hold tune? Is it playable? But as far as all of those other ancillary things, uh, those are going to be tastes and preferences that you develop over time. And I think that's the same way with gun ownership, you know, especially the guys who, who you know, are concealed carry permit, yeah. you know, folks like some people like to carry, you know, a nine mil instead of a 380. And a lot of people like to carry a 380 instead of a nine mil. And some people, you know, I mean, it, it, it's totally dependent on comfort level, skill level how you dress, how you act, how you walk, like whatever makes that comfortable for you. And, and there is a fair amount of uh, shaming mm-hmm. <laughs> in, oh, in the yeah. gun community of like, oh, well, you should only do this and that. And like, like of course, everybody has their preferences. Um, and and it, just because you wouldn't choose to do something one way doesn't mean it's, it's wrong. It's just another preference. Yes, and that's what... Um you bring up the caliber debate, and the the, the funny thing is, you, you always hear, "Oh, I carry a forty-five because they don't make a forty-six. Or yeah. um, people pushing people towards different things. I always uh, the the way I would teach people is try things, try different things. Yeah, you don't know what you like, you don't know what lane you're in either. Yeah, you're brand new. You can yeah. mold yourself to the way you like. Maybe you do like old guns. Maybe you do like long range guns. Maybe you like this handgun because this one feels good. Yeah, but someone's telling you not to get it because it 
does it. It's because not what you need. Preference or you know? whatever. You need yeah. a forty because that's the best caliber ever. But you can't shoot a forty worth hitting a broadside of a barn. But you can hit the broadside. Of, you can hit perfect shots with a three eighty. Right. It's the you know the same thing. It's um, there's that stigma, like we said, that people want to push people in certain lanes. You know, we all want to grow mm-hmm. as individuals. Same thing in the gun community. We want to grow from being somebody who's just looking for personal protection gun to somebody who now wants to go shoot IDPA yeah. or shoot USPSA, mm-hmm. get more involved, you know? Right. And the same thing with the, you said you brought up higher and things. It's the same thing in the cigar community. And we'll talk about that. Um, I believe next week mm-hmm. where guns and cigars are kind of comparable in the way they are. And, you know, Hey, you need to smoke this one because this one's really good. But yeah. you know, if, anything that feels like it has like an insider's club, you know, there, uh, there's going to be people who welcome you in and there's going to be people who make you feel inferior. Oh, you want that fancy jacket, right? <laughs> you know, but that's just kind of the, that's just kind of how it goes in, mm-hmm. in all circles. Um, so anyway, chalk it up to say there's a lot on this topic we could talk about. But even if you look at the numbers, you know, gun ownership, even though it may skew towards the stereotype, mm-hmm. uh, is not necessarily made up entirely of the stereotype. Um, SHOT Show is a great example, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all the people you see there um, of all different walks of life and nationalities and definitely different parts of the states. Um, and well, not only the states, but also Canada. Yeah. We got a lot of people came in from Canada just to stop yeah. by and say hi. Well, and, and because of that, these and, and to get into SHOT, I mean, you have to be in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. So these are not just gun owners. These are people in the industry. And so they're like a good kind of barometer of, okay, well, if this person is of this race, ethnicity, uh, social strata, if they're here, then this must be at least anecdotal evidence that more exists in the consumer field, not just, you know, within the industry itself. And you'll see a lot of, you haven't been to NRA yet. No, uh, no. NRA is a great, it's it's like a melting pot. A lot, Like I said, a lot of people see the NRA as old white guys who are pushing. No, it is a melting pot when you get there. It's a lot of different people, a lot of cool people. You'll get to talk to people. Um, that's just basically, it's all based around retail. Uh, and you get to learn and meet people and hear their stories and listen to them. And uh, you kind of, grow with them you feel like you're part of them and they feel like they're part of you yeah and you kind of grow together yeah for sure yeah. well john thanks for taking some time oh, to chat wow. with me we'll uh, be back uh, next week and we're gonna cycle through some of the other staff here at fax and all different types of topics so we'll do you know more topics that are a little more social like this uh, we have some things scheduled about like gun care and cleaning, um, kind of choosing a caliber or choosing a sidearm, uh, all different types of stuff and a lot of knowledge to tap here. So we're, we're really excited about doing that. In the meantime, I would encourage you to visit factsandfirearms.com and join our mailing list. Uh, we have stuff going out all the time about, about different promotions, different uh, different items and SKUs that are coming out. Uh, we have some exciting stuff in our full build line uh, that we're ramping up for in the spring. So you'll definitely want to be a part of that. And uh, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. You can find us at Facts and Firearms or visit the website and get clicks from there. So we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.